Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. What is up and welcome to the underground. It is Ned joined by Mad Child. Mad Child, how are you going, man? I'm yeah. good. Everything's good. I'm with my girlfriends in San Diego. Everything's good. I've been writing and recording in LA. I have 17 songs from a new album. Just dropped like a new but old swollen member song today called Triple Aces. And I'm just getting ready for this tour. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Great way to kick off the day, waking up to that new Swollen Members song. Makes me yes, think, sir. man, like it's an older one, yeah? Are you sitting on a whole bunch of unreleased Swollen Members music? I wouldn't say a whole bunch. I think we've, we've dropped some over the years, but there, there's some gems for sure that we're going to put out. and We're all starting to chop it up again, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, awesome. And, and when do you think we can expect those, Mad Child? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I know this one dropped today. The next one probably comes out in two, three weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So you head into Australia very, very shortly. I wanted to ask you, man, what are your sort of fondest memories from being out here? I don't know. Like I've always said, I've probably been there like six times between Swollen Members and myself. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like the furthest you can go on the planet and then still feel at home. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I've always felt like it's a second home to me. Cause I don't know. I just, you know, I like could go to Europe or fucking Europe's dope, but you know what I mean? Or whatever different places you definitely feel like you're in that place when i'm in australia i feel like i'm still at home does that make sense yeah it does but it has a very american sort of i guess canadian feel to it over here man and i was going to ask because i see that one of the times you were here you caught an afl game did you enjoy the afl i pretended to <laughs> i don't like sports dude <laughs> <laughs> you pretended to. I love the honesty right there, man. That's all you're going to get, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, biggest tour yet, is it, Mad Child? Coming over here, 13 dates. You're playing regional Victoria as well and playing a whole bunch. Yeah, I think it's like, it's a lot of shows for like someone not from there. Yeah, I, it is. We mainly get like four shows. Like people mainly just come over here and do your capital cities, your Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, you're coming out here and doing a whole heap, which is really cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, I'm stoked. Shout out to uh, Mastercraft for putting it together. Rap Ticks, they always take good care of me. I don't, that's the only people I tour with out there. And yeah, man, we're going to do our thing. Yeah, very much looking forward to it, man. I wanted to talk to you a little bit too about your career today, Mad Child. It's been an absolutely wild career looking back with many highs and lows <laughs> and that sort of thing. Yes, what it stand- has. Yeah, it has, man. What stands out to you the most? Like, What's something you look back on and go, wow, that is wild? Oh, man, bro, so many stories. Like you said, I've lived a, a roller coaster ride of a life with fucking two major, crazy, life-crushing drug addictions. I've yeah. been multi-millionaire twice. It all happened, you know, the first time around it happened, I was pretty young, early 20s. It was so surreal at times. We went from, like, super underground to, like, mainstream fucking couldn't walk into a mall in, like, a very short period of time. So yeah, it was insane. Well, I was going to jump into, like, I was seeing that you won the Much Music Awards. They're the Canadian ones, yeah, like four for Swollen Members, and that you guys did a did a song with Nelly Furtado, which I thought was crazy. And I didn't realize that one was produced by Todd McFarlane. That's out there right there. 
Yeah, yeah. He did the video for that one. Shout out to Todd McFarland. He also drew the album cover for Heavy, and we did a song with Nuts Potato. We also got to do a full stadium tour with her, which was really cool. Played in like little tiny bars, and then toured, like did massive stadium tours, Black Eyed Peas, Rihanna, can't even remember. Like just, taught, well, we toured Ghostface, Evidence, and Alchemist. Our first tour ever was in Japan. Like, so we were known in like other places before we were even known in our own country. And yeah, we won a gang of uh, those much music awards, but we also won four or five Junos, which is like Canada's version of the Grammys. Yeah. That was like big, you know what I mean? We were a super underground group and then we we won Best New Artist. That tripped everybody out and that's like what kickstarted the whole thing. We were known in our own country last, but then it blew, exploded. So like I said, it just went crazy. We, had, we lucked out, we put our song called Lady Venom and then that was hit like top in the top, whatever. Number one on this, number one on that, number one on this. All of a sudden we're on TV. And it got to the point where for like four or five years, you couldn't turn your TV on or radio on without hearing Swollen Members like three, four times an hour. Like it was crazy. Dog. I think we had like top 10, top 10 hits, 10 number one hits or something like that over a period of a, of a pretty short time. It was crazy. Man, yeah, that is absolutely wild right there. And, and like, there's just a whole sort of bunch of stuff that you don't really know about you, Mad Child. Like, I was going through, and I remember the first time I met you was at a meeting grade here in Australia, like, probably one of the first times you came out. And you told me that you helped write Edge Crusher from Fear Factory, which is one of my favorite metal bands. Oh, How yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, think I have a gold record for that. I, I got to find it. But, yeah, I got a gold record for that. Those are good guys, man. Cool dudes. Yeah, how did you link up with them? My homie, who uh, after that played for Cypress Hill, played bass for Cypress Hill. He played bass and guitar for Beer Factory Christian. Yeah, it was through him. We just hung out because he was into hip hop too. And I don't know, we met somewhere and I ended up getting called, asked to come to the studio and they asked me to help out. So I did. Yeah, I told him they could keep the publishing. I should have fucking asked that shit when they offered. I should have took my share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's funny. Is there any, I was thinking, well, I've got you here, man. Is there anything else like that that sort of stands out to you throughout your career that you've sort of had a piece in, I guess? Probably. Tons of shit, I guess. Yeah, tons of shit. I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. Here, here, here's the example. I remember when you did as many drugs as I did for as many years, you have very selective memory. Yeah. So... <laughs> and just so everybody knows I'm cool I'm good I've been off fucking hard drugs for like six years I'm straight I, I do still drink you know I'll party a little bit once in a blue moon I'm not gonna try and pretend I'm some perfect sober guy cause I'm not but pills were the thing that crumbled my empire and I haven't taken any pills in six or more more than six years so yeah. I'm good so nobody has to worry about that I'm rebuilding life Things are good, like no, like I'm good. You know what I mean. So I've hit rock bottom twice. I've been a multimillionaire twice, and now I'm rebuilding, and I'm in a good place. You could say like I got some bread tucked away. I got a couple fire whips. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm not yeah. complaining. Life is good, and I'll tell you the story in a second. But it's weird when you get to my age and you're like, bruh, like is this still what I want to do? So like I had to do some real soul searching because I've been doing this for like 25 years, and then I was like, you know what, fuck it. Okay, so I'm older now. 
I'm just gonna become the best, one of the best older rappers on the planet. You feel me? Like take lemons yeah. and turn it into lemonade. So I've been writing, bro, mad, like writing fucking crazy. And my pen game is so sharp right now. Like my new album that I'm working on are going to be able to stand up with my albums from 10 years ago, like Dope Sick, Lawnmower Man. Dope Sick is gold and Lawnmower Man's about to go gold for sure. I'm very excited about my next couple albums because I think, you know, I was a little lost for a while, maybe not that interested, kind of one foot in, one foot out, but like I'm all in again. So I think people are going to be very, people that give a fuck and people that are still care about the type of music I make and care about, you know, ability and skill. And I'm a veteran now, bro. So like I've been writing writings and just the way I hit pockets now, it's, I think I'm going to trip people out with my next album. But here's the story. So this is back in the Swole Members Day. So I'm, I'm at a place called Old Spaghetti Factory with my family, just to give people like the idea of what it was like back then. We're at the window and I'm with my mom and dad, probably my sister and brother and grandma. We're having dinner at Spaghetti Factory. Have you got that out there? Spaghetti Factory? I don't think so, no. Anyways, a fucking school bus was going by and then stopped in the middle of the road so people can get by. All the kids came out and lined up to get autographs while we were eating dinner. Like, you know what I mean? So that's just the first little thing that comes to mind at like how crazy and big it got for a while. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And you said you're a multi-millionaire a couple of times. That's crazy as well, man. Not many people can say that. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that I lost it, but mm. you know, once again, I'm, I'm financially comfortable again and I'm safe. I'm good at saving now versus before I'd spend money crazy. So I'm good at stacking my bread and being frugal right now and just stacking up until I am a millionaire again. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah, oh man, I love that right there. And you said you. Well, it's never you, too like, late, bro. My point is, don't ever quit. Don't ever stop. Like, no. I guess blessings come. So it's like, you could sit around, and for people that really know my music and stuff, they know I've gone through fucking depression and addiction and all this shit. But like, who hasn't? A lot of people have, right? So it's not. But my addiction and things that meant that I went through mentally were pretty extreme, probably compared to, to a lot of people's situations. Yeah. But that's because I had a lot in the first place to lose, right? You understand? Mm. So lately, I just did a lot of self-work and I'm just happy again. Like, I'm just happy. I don't know, it just clicked. And I was like, look, I could sit here and be miserable and that's serving absolutely no purpose. You're mm. not going to be productive when you're fucking bummed out. You're not going to go to the gym. You're not going to fucking work on your music. You're not going to work on rebuilding your life, making money, work on your relationship, all that shit. Like, I got a badass girlfriend now, like, almost two years coming up, super solid. Like, I'm a grown-ass man now. Like, I'm trying to build a real life, you know what I mean? So I just realized, like, so what I do now is I stop. I'm like, yo, am I content in this moment right now? Like, whether I'm watching Netflix at night or taking my dog for a walk, or, like, am I happy at this moment? And the answer is yes. So I've done a full, complete 180 mentally, and I'm pretty much content all of the time now. And maybe some people can take something from this. Maybe they won't, but maybe they will. So I'll say it, but it, it really, life truly is a state of mind. Like it's very important to live in the now. Before I was living in the past, right? So yeah. people get depressed because they think about the past. People get anxiety because they think about the future. But if you're living now in the moment, of course, self be prepared for the future and work towards the future and have a plan, have a goal is super important. But if you live in the now, you have the best possibility of being content. And I'm cool with being content. 
I think that's a, a very good piece of advice there, Mad Child. And I guess that leads me to my next question. A man that sort of has done it all. What would define success to you? A third round of success to me in music will just be that version of success is now at my age. I have accepted that whatever my next version of success, which I will have another version of success, mm. isn't going to be like the last two times. It's just not. The world's changed. Times change. I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. not going to be the same experience. But I've already lived those experiences. So I truly believe that if I'm both feet in, all the way in, and focused on my music, and giving it my best, and presenting things properly, I fucking hate social media. Like, I hate all this. Yeah, no. I can't fucking stand it. But I understand that it's a part of my job. So I will re-engage with social media. Like, I appreciate everybody with, you know, I like doing the live streams and things like this. A live streams is cool because you actually get to connect with the people that support you, answer questions and stuff. That, that, I, that part's fun. But just like trying to come up with two posts every day about fucking nothing is so stupid to me. And it's just... <laughs> It's nice, but I understand why people do it. I don't feel like I have to do that because my name's already cemented in, in you know what I mean? Like my my name's already cemented in. Like I'm fortunate at this point in my career that enough people know me or recognize me, listen to my music, I've heard my name, whatever, that I don't have to go crazy every day on social media and rack my brain trying to think of what to post to stay relevant. Like I don't have to do that. Like I'm at a point like where what I do and will continue to do is timeless. So of course, when it's time to start releasing music again and going full force, I'm going to have to do social media and I will do it, but I just want to make sure it's presented properly and I don't look back at it a week later and cringe, right? You know, <laughs> like a lot of people do silly ass shit to get attention. I prefer to like just be myself and rock with who fucks with me and that's it. Yeah. I like that, man. I do follow you on social media and I saw that you said I'm wanting more. Pretty bored. <laughs> <laughs> you said I don't like doing social media because I look back and this looks a corny and like in a while this will too. But I 100% hear what you're saying. Yeah. Brings me to my next question, Mad Child. What did you prefer? Did you prefer it back in the day when you had to work harder to get attention and like like you were saying, Swollen Members was huge everywhere. But like now it seems everybody has a voice with social media. Did you prefer it back in the day or now? Well, I wouldn't say there's a preference, but I, I can tell you the pros and cons of us making our bones when we did. So back then, small members, social media wasn't even a thing. So yeah, we were just on the radio and on television and doing interviews for magazines and that type of thing. And then there's touring. That was definitely a lot easier than what you have to do now. And as far as, like you say, we weren't competing with 3 million, 30 million rappers. Like, you know what I mean? Because like you say, yeah. everybody can. But that's also great today that everybody can get a chance. There's so much talent out there now that wasn't known back then because the stars had to align, right? Like you had to put in the work, but you also had to get lucky to be one of the few people on television all the time, on the radio all the time, yeah. you know, worldwide, like getting a tour of the world. Like that was, wasn't an everyday thing. So that's a pro. It's an interesting question. I think it's great that everybody gets a chance now. And there's so many people that are successful now versus before. It might be different versions of success and in different ways, but. I think it's incredible. So I think social media is very cool for that part. And some people just click with it and they love it. Well, yeah. I can only watch porn on my phone and send emails. 
You know what I mean? Like I can't. Like, I don't know. I don't care. Like I never bothered to learn. So that's on me. Not that I watch a lot of porn. I was just kidding. But I'm, I'm not <laughs> computer savvy. You understand? Yeah. Um, but I think it's great that so many people can be successful. The con to that is a lot of those moments of success are very short lived, right? So someone may go viral and their world changes. But if they're not figuring out a way to continue doing whatever it is that got everyone to stop scrolling and watch them and make something go viral, which is how people become successful now, if they're not working on that 24/7, that moment of success can be very short-lived. Like people can be famous, and then two months later, you have no idea who they are anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's a tough part about it. You know, one of my best friends is one of the biggest independent rappers, or the biggest independent rapper in the entire planet. But he's a genius, and he just clicked with this whole social media thing, and that's all he does is come up with the next fucking. He's a genius. Like he just comes up with the next brilliant idea, and then he's fortunate enough that he can execute it in the absolute best quality. I'm talking about Tom McDonald. Just like, yeah, I thought you were going to say Tom McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know he's just a fucking genius. And Nova is too. Like that yeah. is one incredible anomaly and powerhouse of the true definition of success in 2024, 23, whatever, like the last three, four or five years, he's been just killing it and it hasn't stopped and it won't stop because He's lit, artistically, he's a genius. Business-wise, he's a genius. As far as being strategical, he's a genius. Man, so you know, some people like Tom Jelly Roll. You know, yeah. I mean? fucking cool dude as well. I did a tour with him. Actually, I got did a couple songs with him as well. Um, did. I mean, he's fucking massive too, right? It's crazy. So those are examples of people who have figured out how to make it in this world today and have that staying power. Like those guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's funny you mentioned Jelly Roll too. I just saw that he popped up like picture of him and Taylor Swift or something just from the Emmys or whatever it was recently. I was like, wow, that's crazy right there. Yeah, because he cracked the code and he got to that next level where now not it all it all stemmed from you know social media, but he cracked and then he what he won the uh, the new country artist of the year award and then yeah. so now he's in that whole next world of TV and the radio. And the same thing is happening with Tom. The, like the success that he's had with the new single that he has with Ben Shapiro is, is so powerful and incredible. It's also caused a lot of uh, controversial, I guess, just to pe certain people. But because of that, he's on Pierce Morgan. He's on Roseanne Barr. He's on Fox News, like CNN. He's, he's on all, all these major platforms now. So it's like, it doesn't matter how you find your way to crack the code and get to that next level, but they've both done that in different ways, but they've both done that. And I truly believe that Tom will crack the code again and be at the award shows and be on TV. Because right now he's doing all this without the music industry. Yeah. They're just doing it themselves. The two of them, that's it. You know that's what I mean? insane. Like, eventually yeah. I feel in time, it's gonna elevate to that point of, of being, you know, I'm sure he'll always remain independent, but just the fact that he's on all these, being interviewed by all these biggest people in the world, that's that's a whole new level. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to keep leveling up. Yeah, 100%. And it'll be great to see you do a similar thing, Mad Child. And you said that you're sitting on a, a new album. We'll switch things up to that before I let you go. What's the go with the new Mad Child record and, and when can we expect it? Okay, so I have 17 songs that 
that are gonna make the cut. But then I was like, oh, the other bad thing about these times is versus the old days is we only had two genders back in the old days. Yeah. Men and women. True. And now we've got fucking eight thousand nine hundred fifty <laughs> different genders, and I think it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. I'm sorry if it offends anybody, but I don't rap about shit like that. I'm not. I don't rap about politics. But this world is going crazy with all that oh, weird yeah. shit. What? Transvestites going to kids, <laughs> little kids kindergarten to tell them it's okay to be gay at five, six, seven years old. Yeah, it's not right. Well, we didn't even have sex ed until we were in high school. Like, what the fuck is going on? You have that shit out there? Uh, not so much from where I'm from, but I think it is creeping in a little bit, which is scary. Bruh, shit is so retarded. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. So, the album. so I was like, <laughs> if I want to do this right, the videos are going to have to be of proper quality again. So that's going to take, you know, money. So like I said, I'm stacking. I'm more than financially comfortable, but I'm, I want to stack bread. And I also own, with my partners, two record labels. So just keep stacking. So like when we start putting things out, that they're of quality that I can be proud of. Versus yeah. the pandemic where I was, shout out to my boy Joy, who was helping me immensely during that time. Cause we were just running around like chickens with our heads cut off, putting out content. We put out five albums during the pandemic, but you probably don't remember any of those because there weren't very memorable albums versus the first five albums I did. Yes, it was a different time, but we took our time with it. We did it properly. And like, look, if you make a classic, it's gonna still stick around and people are still gonna know it 20 years later. Like wherever I go, gas stations, whatever stop. Now it's not just older dude coming up tattoos saying he likes my music. Well, a lot of times it's that guy with his son that also likes my music. So I'm yeah. like, fuck this, bro. I could be like Willie Nelson the rap one day. Feel me like yeah, going I love on to the next generation. So I had a realization that's a gift, that's a blessing. So going back to the album, me putting out one album is not gonna move the dial, bro. It's not gonna make a difference. So I'm gonna keep recording until I have two albums that I'm extremely fucking proud of. So I can fully stand behind it, and then I really want to promote them. Right? You understand? Yeah. So if I drop a bunch of singles, drop an album, and then keep going with a bunch of more fire singles and then another super fire album. Now we're getting somewhere. And hopefully in that time period that I do release these two albums. So I'm halfway there. I'm gonna make 34 songs that are keepers. I'll probably make more, but I'm gonna make it until I have 34 songs that I'm super proud of. Then in that time that I tour and promote and put out those albums and people take them in, I should be able to write and record another super crazy album. and keep it going then because consistency is everything but if you're being consistent with mediocre music and crappy videos and embarrassing social media content then really that's the version of insanity right you're running in circles but you're not getting anywhere yeah, so true. i've taken a break i think it was absolutely the right move to take a break and if you are a fan of my music and you think dope sick and lawnmower man or classics or silver tongue devil you're going to start getting those again Oh, that's yeah, that's awesome news right there. I reckon Dope Six, one of the best rap albums of all time. I love that monster. It's very cool. Very thank much. You, thank you. Very much looking forward to that mad child. Very much looking forward to you heading our way. You kick things off February 17, right through until March 9th, and you can pick your tickets up for this one through raptix.com.au. Mad child, super appreciate you taking time I to still chat. I don't with know where the camera is. <laughs> Where's the camera? That's the camera, man. You're on it. What's up?
This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.